Scott Church, and this is uh, Scott Church, American Photographer, my podcast, brought to you by the Downtown Lounge, Lebanon's premier sports bar. I can't play the piano. Enjoy the show. Come here, dear. Come sit down. Okay. Oh, it's just recorded like... Oh, yeah. Okay. We're just going to put the phone right there and... You're going to slide in here real close, just like that, so you can, you know, talk. And right, and be heard. Right, right, right. It's one of those things. It's important yeah. on a podcast to be heard. This is my friend Rebecca Marchand. Hi. Marchand. Marchand. Yeah, it's French. This is my friend Rebecca Marchand. <laughs> one of my favorite models, Aww. as a matter of fact. One of my favorite people. And... Uh, Someone I'm very happy to have here today for the podcast. I'm happy to be here. This little cat is just purring away. This cat. I can't stand this cat. Oh my God, look at his face. So we got a cat this morning. I'm not sure if he's, uh, well, that's kind of stupid to say. He's he's staying now. He's staying. Yeah. He lives here now. He moved he in. He lives here now. He lives here at the studio and he's the cutest little gray cat. We haven't given him a name yet, but he's been fed and watered and and uh, has been purring on my lap for like the past two hours. Yeah, all day. And uh, he's he's uh, he's found his home, I think. Yes, I, I think, think so. That's, I think that's what we're doing now. I think we've got ourselves a studio cat. He's a good little boy. He's a sweetheart. But that's our show today. We've got... Rebecca Marchand <laughs> and our new cat who doesn't have a name yet but he will he probably won't say too much but Rebecca will tell us all about her world at the moment what's up with you how are you doing I'm okay a little stressed busy yeah busy yeah so um I guess out, you know outside of the normal day-to-day working stuff um I'm in grad school so I have that going on. What are you studying? I am studying business administration. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool too because my employer is paying for it. So thank you to them. Yeah. <laughs> for paying my way that. through. Yeah, that's because I got enough student loan debt. That's for damn sure. No, don't. Doesn't, doesn't everybody? Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's been a little hard to balance my time with work and school and shooting because um, I'm. You know booked. what? I didn't notice because it seems like you're here all the time. Well, because I'm booked. Yeah. Almost every weekend. No, it's until mid April. That's all right. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. I can honestly say that in 11 years of modeling, styling, runway coaching, um, I've never been booked so solid. It's it's a little overwhelming actually. That's that's that's. that's a nice start. Yes, I'm. That's all right. It all and it all started here. I wasn't going to suggest that I it had didn't. anything to do with your success, <laughs> but I'm happy oh, no, to hear that so we modest. had. Well, no, because I I want you, you know, I want you to 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 own that. Mm-hmm. You're booked. You're popular. You're doing things now mm-hmm. because you're doing well. Mm-hmm. If 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 you were terrible at this, right? No, if I was terrible, nobody would book me. <laughs> all I did was give you a place to show off. That's all I did. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but I mean, you by 
welcoming me into the group. You introduced me to a whole new, you know, group of artists that I didn't know and I wasn't working with. Yeah. And um, coming in here, you know, my first time here, I didn't really know what to shoot. So for any for everyone listening, uh, my first time here was at um, one of the uh, big group shootouts. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Vika and Jim had suggested that I, you know, become part of the group. I reached out got involved that way. I had no idea what to expect. I brought a crazy eclectic bunch of looks with me. Which you always do. Well, yes and no, because one of the looks I brought the first time was a pinup look. Yeah. And then um, at that time, I hadn't really even decided that I was going to do pinup. I just wanted to get back into modeling. Right. And after that group shoot, I got messages from other people who were there, um, both models and photographers, saying like, oh, I really loved your look. You know, do you do styling? Can I can I do a pinup shoot with you? Right. And it just stuck. Well, you you found your niche. Yeah. You found your niche. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's so important. You and it's something that that it's hard for a model to play the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and do a lot of different types of modeling mm-hmm. and do them with equal recognition Mm -hmm. and when you find the thing that's right for you 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 have to you have to push that you have to 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 shoot more of that right and and you'll get booked with the things you'll get booked for the things that you want to shoot the most if you do those things Mm -hmm. and if you're all over the map with your modeling especially at the beginning when you're starting to work with a new group of people they're not going to know what it is that you really want to do right but the minute that you find the thing that's right for you people are going to want to jump all over it because that's Mm. the model that you want to be Right. If and, you don't want to do something, conversely, don't shoot it. Right, because it whatever you do attaches to you. Of course. And I found that little by little as I did more and more pinup, all of a sudden it wasn't just this kind of core group that was recognizing me. Yeah. All of a sudden I had, you know, people out from outside the group who'd seen my work. I saw literally when was my first the group shoot I came to here was in the it was in the summer yeah so I guess you know six seven months I've been coming right. here I went from 700 Instagram followers to almost 1500 organically without even trying to grow my following so you know and if I focused in on that I could definitely do better it's just not a primary thing for me right now but, but the fact that you've seen that, that substantial type of a jump of growth, just yeah. from posting the kind of mm-hmm. things and that you a, you really yeah. want to shoot. Yeah, having that niche. Right. Where, you know, people who follow the hashtags that I post and such, they come to my profile, they see that, oh, this is really what she does. They're more inclined to follow rather than if I was all over the place. Well, I mean, you 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 gain a following mm-hmm. by giving them something to follow along with. Right. And and the the not saying that diversity in modeling is a bad thing. Oh, it's definitely either. not. It's definitely it's not. not. It, it's good to be able to do a lot of things, yeah. 
but you 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 have to find your core group you have right. to find your your foundation to build on yes and i think it also depends on what a model wants from their career yeah that's true too because for models who want to do editorial work and print work and runway the more diverse looks you can pull off the better right but you also have to be careful with shooting yourself in the foot with that absolutely because if, if your diversity takes you into areas that I don't, I don't necessarily want, I want to say turnoffs mm -hmm. for 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 the the standard industry but mm -hmm. there there are things that that will turn off mm -hmm. people in the standard industry some of the more you know fetish work or or, mm -hmm. or or some of the things that and and that might be something that a model wants to focus on and that might mean that because you do this you might not be able to do that mm -hmm. you know and and it it doesn't always it doesn't always play fair right with with you know acceptance of diversity in mm -hmm. someone's portfolio yeah and i think that really speaks to how and when I and when I use the term diversity, I want to be real clear. You know, we're we're not talking about, you know, uh, the, the 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 standard definition of diversity. We're talking about different styles of modeling right. and doing. You know, diversity. Yeah. Yeah. The, that I want to make it clear with that because it could make for an interesting quote. Right. No. <laughs> if, if misunderstood. <laughs> right. Um, I think it it does speak though to how difficult it can be. For a model to really do more than dress up, look pretty, and get their picture taken, there's so much more. That Not that there's goes anything wrong with that. No. But if you're looking mm -hmm. for for notice beyond that, mm -hmm. if you're looking to find your niche, you have to repre represent yourself the way that you want people to mm -hmm. see you. Yep, absolutely. You need to shoot the kind of things that you want to do, the yep. things that speak to you mm -hmm. the most, and the things that you can most easily represent. Mm -hmm. You know, I I wouldn't. You're not a a a, a, a swimwear model or no. a, or a beer girl nope. or or a, a you know, there are... No, there's a lot of types of, there of modeling are, that There are types of modeling me. that your look doesn't, doesn't translate to, right. but the type of modeling that you're now getting very well known mm -hmm. for, your pinup, mm -hmm. you know, style modeling, your latex modeling, because you have access to an incredible, you know, portfolio of latex yes. from... <laughs> and, and I want to get to that too. But, you know, those sort of alternative genres... Mm -hmm suit you so much better than the 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 standard you know underwear girl right and you know vice versa right there's just there's no matter what type of modeling you want to do whether you want to fixate on one specific niche or if you want to touch on multiple um niches within within modeling there's so much that goes in into it, I think. Yeah. And I, I, the only way I can think to phrase it is to, to make it believable. Right. And I think that's where modeling can 
become an investment, sure. which I know has been a little painful for me <laughs> recently. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. Because <laughs> um, I've, I've recently, over the past few months, invested a ridiculous amount of money in like vintage repro clothing, shoes, right. lingerie. But I very much want this and I want it. Right. And, and, and that's something yeah. that you have to realize, you know, in order to in order to set yourself up in the type of modeling mm -hmm. that, that, that you want to be known mm -hmm. for, especially this type of modeling, yeah. it does require a substantial investment on yeah. the model's part. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, for the models to get just the right things and just mm -hmm. the right pieces because the people that have started following you over the last seven months, they pay real close attention to right. that sort of shit. Yep. You don't want to model a corset and have it laced wrong. No. Because someone's going to call me out on because it. Because someone is going to notice mm -hmm. that and call you out on it because it is there, for lack of a better word, fetish. Mm -hmm. To have things done properly, mm -hmm. to have things shown and presented properly. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're doing it wrong people are really going to notice yeah. it. Now you can fake it real good as a model if you have the right stylist and mm -hmm. the right people, you know, doing wardrobe and 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 you know, dressing you and making you, you know, look right, but if you as yourself as the model are doing your own styling, mm -hmm. you'd better get it right. Right. You'd better know exactly what you're doing and exactly what you're trying to represent. You'd better know both sides of the fetish you'd better be able to say you know this particular person will like this added to this the right mm -hmm. kind of stockings the right kind of shoes the right kind of garters all of the 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 the, the right representation of the genre mm -hmm. from from the hair to the jewelry to to everything about your look has to work with that look and that can require a substantial investment that yep. can require yep. if, can. if it's not if it's not the way that you normally live your life anyway mm -hmm. which you know which which some models do mm -hmm. you know some models they 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 never fall out of that character mm -hmm. and everything they own suits the genre that they're trying to represent because that's who they are as a person mm -hmm. And as if, if you have that as a basis, well, then you've already got the background in it. And mm -hmm. your background in, in, in being a, a, a model coach and being a, a you know, a, a, a stylist and in, in working directly with designers, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it gave you and gives you a leg up in, on that side of the industry. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about, about Renee. So um, I started working for Renee Masumian, who is a latex designer based out of New York, um, when I was still in college. So we're mm -hmm. going back seven-ish years. Um, and I started working for her as an intern. Over the course of my internship, some things happened with the business, and I ended up actually taking on a full um, marketing role within the company. And um, for a short time, I was actually in possession of, of literally the entire wardrobe. Um, so that's when I went from marketing to, to styling. Right. Um, because Renee was unable to be at shoots to style models. So oh, I, she's real busy. Yes. And at the time she was moving to New York, so there were a lot of things going on um, for her. So I took over 
um, a, a large part of that. And it was really opened up the the fetish world from a fashion standpoint right. that I hadn't been exposed to. So I'd gone to like fetish parties and stuff, but as far as fetish fashion was concerned, I had never really had any involvement in that. Um, and it was also through Renee that I started um, runway coaching because mm-hmm. I started managing her fashion shows. Um, and it was, you know, just what was meant to be an internship turned into this lasting, um, you know, professional relationship and friendship. Right. That has really stood the, the test of time and all the chaos that we both had in our lives during yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so... Having that sort of access yeah. allows you an unlimited, not only knowledge of, of latex and latex mm-hmm. fashion, but it puts it in your hands and it puts yes. it in my studio on a very yeah, regular, on a regular basis. basis. Yes. And not only have you dressed yourself, but you've also helped to dress other models and style mm-hmm. other models here at the studio and, and, and helped, you know, expose my group of people to maybe a, a completely different side of the industry that mm-hmm. they might not have, have, have had access to before. And, yeah. and for as long as I've known Renee and, and I've known her for a long time, mm-hmm. You know, as, as much as I, I would have wanted her to be able to, to come here and do for me the, the kind of things that you've been doing for me since then, since, the, you know, you've started working here. You know, she's a busy person mm-hmm. and she doesn't necessarily have time to be able to do that. I'd see her every year at FetishCon and, yep. and, and she would dress people for me and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we would, we would make beautiful pictures. But getting her out of town and getting her, you know, here to, to Lebanon is it's not the easiest thing <laughs> yeah. to, to make happen but but having you here and having access to the to the wardrobe it uh well it's opened up a lot of people's eyes here mm-hmm. as to as to uh, that 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 genre of modeling and it's really helped things yeah. funny story about Renee while we're on the topic okay. before we change topics i actually ran into Renee by accident in las vegas I was in Vegas for a, for a, for a job over St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And you don't ever want to be in Vegas over St. Patrick's Day. I generally it, don't ever want to be in Vegas. It 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 <laughs> And I was on I was on Fremont Street in Old Vegas down by the Golden mm-hmm. Nugget and I was there with a friend and we were just wandering through all of the the drunk revelers and and because I've known her for so mm-hmm. long it it wasn't shocking for me to look up and because you have to look up when you see yeah, Renee because she's, she's very tall and she wears very tall shoes. Yes, <laughs> and I'm not a tall man, but but <laughs> when when you know she stands out and she also had uh, a, quite a substantial headpiece because it's <laughs> more is, than just a hat. Which is it was, normal. It was an installation <laughs> of sorts on top of and and like four because feet I've of known hair. her for so long, yeah. it was like oh, there's Renee. <laughs> and then I had to process it mm-hmm. in my head that, yes, it was Renee, but I don't see her here. Right. You know, and, and, and she was just happened to be on mm-hmm. Fremont Street and I ran up to her and we talked for a while. And then but it was just the funniest mm-hmm. thing, you know, because she's so distinctive. Yes. I just took it for granted. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, there, there she is. Just <laughs> like I would see her at, at FetishCon mm-hmm. or at any other, you know, type of event. 
you know, it, it was just normal, even though it was completely abstract and mm-hmm. she wasn't there for anything that I had anything to do with yeah. what I was doing and I wasn't there for anything that she that she was doing. I think she was honestly just there, you know, just partying. I don't even mm-hmm. know, you know, if she had like a proper purpose, you know, mm-hmm. in being there or not, but I just running into her <laughs> so randomly. And that was, that was, oh geez, when was that? Was that last year or the year? It was the year before. Mm. And uh, wait, no, that's not right. Because it was right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Two years ago. Yeah, it was two years mm-hmm. ago. All right, forget it. And and uh, um, it was just one of those just incredibly mm-hmm. random things that, that happen in my life sometimes. But yeah, I mean, she and I go, go way back and... and you know, having you here is kind of like having her here. And that's, oh, that's awesome. That's a, it is a cool thing. Yeah. It, it's and I'm, nice. I'm happy to, you know, bring the, the latex that I'm able to borrow from her yeah. um, here and to be able to style other models. Cause latex is something that I think a lot of models want to try. Yeah. Um, because it is so different. It's eye catching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it has a, a level of inaccessibility to right. it because right. it's Cause you very... have to know the right people to be able to, to, to get it, right. you know, to get good stuff. I mean, and you can buy it, but it's very expensive. Right. And if you buy it and you don't know how to take care of it, or if you don't know how to even put it on, cause there's a whole art to that, right. then it's not going to be very useful. Right. So I'm able to dress models here who otherwise wouldn't have access to latex um, or even if they bought a piece themselves they, then they have that one piece where I can get their measurements and I can bring multiple options for them right and you know then we can have you know basically just have fun with it from there and it also opens up their audience a little bit and um, one thing that I love about Renee's designs is that even though they're latex and they're fetish they're not sexual like right. they are based on fashion, classic. Well, it's fashion. not not overtly sexual. Right. Well, I mean, I mean it's know, a fetish a, in and of itself, so that right, is sexual, right? right. right. But um, you know, it's you can easily wear her designs in a variety of settings and not have it look out of place. No, that's very true. Yeah, it's very very fashion forward fetish. Right. Um, so I really love that's that. That's a good tagline. Fashion forward fetish. Not bad. I like it. Yeah, that's okay. Pretty good. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. But I like that. I really like that. I mean, when I came to the um, the legacy show, I wore latex that night, mm-hmm. um, and I got a ton of compliments on the dress that I wore because it was formal. Right. Um, but it was it was latex, so it stood out, and it really, you know, was a great opportunity. Um, for me and also for, for her right. to well, distribute I'm, her cards I'm, I'm to a sure Renee's thrilled with the added exposure. You yeah. know, not not to mention things like the you know, you know, wearing stuff like that to the show mm-hmm. where a lot of people get to see it live, but all of the pictures mm-hmm. and, and all of the, the, the pictures that you've been doing, mm-hmm. you know, here at the studio, I mean I every designer is is thrilled when they're when they're when their product is represented properly. Yeah. And represented well. Mm-hmm. And and being able to work with such a talented designer, with uh, and and have good quality you know photographs of the work come out like the the stuff I mm-hmm. know you've been doing, and the stuff that I've been doing with you, it 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 it's a very symbiotic relationship. Yes. Yeah. 
but you have to just know the right people in order mm-hmm. in order to do it. And I've had a lot of those over my years. My long running relationship mm-hmm. with with Girdlebound is mm-hmm. uh, is a perfect example. You know, being able to have access to vintage lingerie mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know very distinctive mm-hmm. you know odd underwear pieces. You know, so from I'm the, just from finding out about this now, so we should talk about that. Oh yeah, now see, I I, I still have a couple cards hidden yeah. up my sleeve that that, and I was just talking that, that to. That sounds something. I was just know, talking to I'd Richard like. from mm-hmm. from Girdlebound just the other day, and he wants to come and 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 you know go to dinner mm-hmm. uh, soon. At the downtown lounge. At the downtown lounge, of course. Where else would we ever go? <laughs> Speaking of the downtown lounge, I had the lasagna last night. We all went to the lounge. We recorded an episode at the lounge last night. You you can listen to the mayhem that ensued. But I, I had the lasagna, and oh my God, it was so good. Nanette made this special batch of lasagna, and it was very tasty. I'm very tempted to have it again tonight. I'm not sure if I will or I won't. But if it's on the menu, when you go in, it's on the specials menu. Ask for the lasagna. It's absolutely to die for there's their plug okay all right so <laughs> sorry I had to break into that but mm-hmm. he he had asked about coming to dinner and uh he's someone that i want you to meet because okay. i i think that that you would very much appreciate you know the the kind of stuff that he has and and, and uh there's a couple other people on my mind that that uh because he'll he'll come with a box of stuff and, oh wow and he'll, you know, that's, that's he 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 comes with uh, with Nixon every once in a while and 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 uh, and dresses her. She's mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I saw her Christmas with, picture. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, her dress was so cute. Yeah. I think it's a pinup. Well, he's more of the dress. under he's more right, of the under things sort of guy, but, but she's very much. I saw the green much... like kind of diamond pattern dress yeah. that she wore in her Christmas picture, um, which everyone should go check out because yeah, it's, well, everyone she's should great just go and... check out Nixon because she's amazing <laughs> and you should buy her clips and and yeah. and and you know give her money and and all of those wonderful and things. all those things but yeah. I I love I love that dress yeah so but I'm I'm always looking at other models like oh I I just look up to so many of them um and it's it's a oh no <laughs> sorry that was loud let's try that again <laughs> Minor technical glitch in the in the podcast there. Uh, uh, the, we're just knocking everything over. We're the, breaking things. The, the phone fell down. Um, <laughs> um, we're we're real professional here. Yeah, super I professional. didn't want to dive for it because I have a cat, you know, and I didn't want to spook him. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many models I look up to, and I think it's such a small world. Um, so it's probably no surprise to anyone that I love antiquing. Yeah. Um, and where I live in Jersey, there's this um, antique shop that went in that has a ton of mid-century stuff and that's right up my alley so I went to check it out got talking to the owner and uh, we were talking about um, estate sales that she does and Mm. she said um, I had showed her some of my pinup pictures and um, she said oh well I know um, a photographer she lives in New York and her name's Josephine and I was like that's Josephine from Franny and Bo. And right. I was like, oh my God, like you know her, because I look up to her so much. And she right. recently worked with um, Michael Vaughn at one of the. Which um, leads us Pocono to a whole resorts, other discussion. And I was just like. Our, our mutual friend, uh-huh. Michael Vaughn, mm-hmm. who, who runs a certain little magazine called. Retro Lovely. Which just published a selection of people, of, 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 of photographs. Taken by me of uh, of me <laughs> in their most latest issue. Yes, as a well, uh, of fact. issue thirty. 
I think that's I think they're on right. 32 now. They're right. like cranking them out, the most, which is the awesome. The most recent issue of Retro yeah. Lovely features One of a <laughs> selection of photos shot mm-hmm. by me of my friend Rebecca Marchand. Yes. And... You should check it out, and I will use one of those photos as the cover photo for this particular podcast, so you can get a little teaser for it, but you should really go buy the magazine, because it's awesome, and she's in it, and she's in her underwear. I am. As a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. It's very, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of butt. Well, what, that's a matter of fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the styling for that shoot? What do you mean? What was like, the what were you wearing? Oh, was, um, was... so, well, not that you see a whole lot of it in the set in the magazine, but I was did start off wearing a uh, leopard print velvet gown from Collective, which I love. Um, and I'm guessing the underwear pictures made it to the the magazine, underwear pictures the, made it to the yeah, magazine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you can, you can there's one picture where it, in the magazine where you can see I'm stepping out of the dress. Oh, there you go. So there you uh, go. for anyone who's so curious it is about represented. that dress, yes. Um, <laughs> So uh, then I had on um, a bra and panty set from Adore Me, which is not vintage, but it had very much that very look much to a it. Vintage look to um, it. Yes, um, and I love Adore Me. Mm-hmm. I used to be like a Victoria's Secret loyalist, right? Um, but not since I found Adore Me. Their stuff just fits better, it lasts longer, and it's way cuter and less go. expensive. So there's a plug from me to all of and you. And if Adore Me Check is interested Adore in me. sponsoring the podcast, I have a lot of models that we could dress in your clothes. Just putting that just out Just saying. Just putting that out A lot of there. beautiful models. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was wearing my favorite corset from Octa- um, Octaviana Corsetry mm-hmm. and uh, garter belt from... Amazon <laughs> and um, a pair of Ellie fetish heels. And and you put all of this together. I put yourself. all of it together myself. Yep. You brought it to me, and I did. You know, and I showed up to the party and mm-hmm. shot a couple pictures of it. You know, yep. I, I basically was looking through the camera most of the time, and we did good. You know, we did really good. Yeah. yeah. Really and I had nice brought the brought the whole ensemble to the mulberry shoot. Uh huh. And. Uh, for for this concept, and you said no, let's shoot it at the studio. Right. Um. But so there are pictures of this dress that Chelsea shot on right. the roof. Right. So if anyone's interested in what the dress actually looks like, there are pictures of it out there. Somewhere, yes. Just not <laughs> just not in not in Retro Lovely. Um and you know, I've I set a goal for myself at the end of last year for this year. Right. I had I have three goals. What were your three? One was to be published in Retro Lovely. Yeah, we did that before the end of January. Right. That was amazing. Um my second was to enter, um, to have the courage to enter my first pinup contest. Which? Which I placed second runner-up. You're so cool. <laughs> in, Before the end of January. Yes. Yep. That was at the Miss Urban Tiki contest, which was put on by um, the New York Luscious Ladies. Nice. So that was awesome. My third, um, which was kind of a, a step beyond my second, um, was to enter and place at the Viva East pinup contest uh-huh. which is uh, Viva East weekend which is in July okay um, because I am too broke to go to Viva Las Vegas and also to get into the Viva Las Vegas pinup contest you have to be very established you have to get voted in it's not right. easy right. so that's definitely beyond my grasp right now okay but um, right now right now but you know at the show at the beginning of January it was still a goal for you to get published in Retro Lovely yes and and we did it and we did it yeah 
So you have to remember that sometimes your long-term goals can happen in the short Abs term, and yeah. you have to remember that you know you have to keep going, and mm -hmm. you have to come up with even bigger and better goals. Yep. And that's the only way to really build a proper career mm -hmm. is to 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 keep pushing yourself forward and doing things that you thought were. All right, sorry about that, Adam, who is who is shooting with Rebecca Marchand today, uh, called me on my phone and we had to take a little bit of a break at the podcast there. Sorry about that. Now we're back. Um, and I completely forget what we were talking about. What were we talking about? I'm sure it goals. was something insightful and important. Yes. Goals. Very, very Sometimes important. when you have long-term goals, they can very quickly become short-term goals. Yes. And, and being able to move past that and to be able to set your further goals, it's, it's you... Once you attain the things that you want to do, still have to keep going. Mm -hmm. You have to keep pushing forward. You yeah. have to keep not only owning your success, but expanding on it. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to, to understand that, that the goals that you once had that are now accomplishments are nowhere near signaling, signaling the end of things. No. It is just the beginning of things, mm -hmm. and you're only going to get better and go further and do more. Yep. As an artist, there is no end. No. You have to keep going. And if you feel like you have reached an end, then sometimes it's easy to get, I guess, complacent. Yeah. And Give to, yourself to a new like project. Is, exactly. Like, Start do something, something different. completely different. Yeah. This, I think Start a podcast. Why not? <laughs> because as artistic people, you never lose that artistic part of you. You have to have something more mm -hmm. to push for. I have to have something more to push for every day. Yep. And I like being able to share my short-term and long-term goals with some of my favorite people. Aww. All right. How can people find you? Um, so I pretty much do everything on Instagram. So okay. that's Instagram at Rebecca, not Rachel. Um, and yeah, that's where most of my stuff is. I also have a website, Rebecca, not Rachel.com. Okay. Um, my Facebook is kind of, I try to keep that. In oh my yeah, little, no, no, that's cool. My little private world there yeah. on Facebook. But um, yeah, Instagram and my website are, are the best ways to, to find my work and cool. see what I'm up to. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for Thank doing you. the show. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. You were awesome. Thank you. Absolutely outstanding. Really, really good. Let me get this to start up so we can go. And I think that's about it, kids. Okay. I think that's the end. Thanks so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank you. All right.